Hello and welcome to the Ambitions Podcast. I'm Lizzie. Today I'm joined by Paula and Jared as we discuss multi-generational workforces, the positives and the pitfalls that this diversity can bring. Something that we don't normally think about in terms of workplaces is the diversification of ages, um, also known as multi-generational workforces. So what do we mean by that? Um, it's fairly straightforward. Um, a workforce that's representative of multiple generations. So the concept of a generation is a fairly straightforward thing. It's some uh, social science theory from about 30 years ago, and it broadly groups people into um, time periods when they were born. So at the moment we're talking about generally four groups of workers. Um, The baby boomers generally born in the sort of 40s and 50s, Generation X, which is 60s and 70s, and then Y and Z, the two later ones. And, and, and that's the, the kind of generational diversity is a mix within those age groups. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, um, diversity of any kind is a positive thing. Um, I think we look at generations and think actually they bring a, a variety of different things to the table um, with regards to skills, opinions, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it, it's important... Um, to think of it as a, as a social science. There are some people that, um, that differ in their thinking, but this is generally broadly uh, accepted that the experience, the events, the culture, the media, the, the politics of the time broadly shapes how you perceive the world and how you behave in the world. Um, and, and that's the, the kind of idea. Uh, and that's, you know, how do you, how do you look at that? How do you perceive that in the workplace? Mm-hmm. It's important from an employer's point of view to understand the impact that these generations are going to have across the workforce um, on a day-to-day basis. It can impact decision-making, opinions, that kind of thing as well. So are there any obvious pros and cons to having a multi-generational workforce? The obvious one, as Paula just mentioned a moment ago, is it brings a vast range of experiences. skills, opinions and, and approaches to, to say problem solving and that allows a business to leverage those different skills to, to their advantage. You don't want uh, necessarily a, a company staffed by clones of people bred in the same image. You'll get a very one-dimensional workforce in that way. Um, so that's this kind of significant point is you, you've got a, a broad variety and, and a, as Paula said earlier diversity of, of any sort whether it's age or uh, culture, nationality is, is fairly important. Um, so there's pros and cons to all of the attributes um, acro- displayed across uh, the generational um, slant. Um, so with regards to the baby boomers, for example, their traits are that they're notoriously loyal, um, they strike um, a slightly more sway towards um, work taking over their work-life balance, whereas um, millennials maybe strike a slightly different chord. And I think it's important to note that employers and companies can take advantage from those. Um, The example that Paul has just talked about with baby boomers being very loyal, you often find one job for a prolonged period of time. Job for life. Yeah, absolutely. And it depends how you perceive these things, but the millennials, the the generations Y and possibly Z, although the Z generation are only sort of 20, 21, they're perceived to be more job hoppy. Mm -hmm. But you need the baby boomers in your business, the grafters, the people who are going to be there for the long run. But equally, those um, those millennials 
who are perhaps job hoppy, that that can be a benefit to an organisation as they bring with them experience from their competitors, from other industries. And it's important that they see that rather than they're just seeing of what the negative connotation of a job hopper is, yeah. that they're only going to be with us for six months or two years at best. Yeah. So picking up on that then, are there um, you know different traits that these different age groups bring to the workplace if we talk about a generalisation here? Yeah, at risk of generalising, yeah. and it's always difficult. Um, there are, depending on what you read, there are uh, lots and lots of traits that are generally associated with a with a different generation. And I, I've looked at a few that are particularly important for the work environment. Um, and so, baby boomers, as we talked about earlier, live to work. They're loyal and they're process driven. Um, generation X, on the other hand, and that's I would include myself in that work to live, the reverse of, of the baby boomers. They crave independence and they're sceptical, meaning they challenge, perhaps challenge authority. Um, generation Y, um, entrepreneurial, they love technology, they've grown up with it, um, and fully transparent. And by that, it means they're very willing to speak their mind. They're quite direct, not necessarily confrontational, but aren't afraid of telling someone what they think. And whereas I think if I think of myself and other people in my generation were perhaps a little bit more reserved and all these things, a lot of it is how you were brought up and that obviously changes as you go through generations and I was very much in the generation where you were, children were seen and not heard and only spoken to, speak when spoken to. Mm. Um, and then Generation Z, we're a little bit sketchy on that now because they are so young and haven't really come into the workplace but they are totally tech savvy, they've grown up with it all their lives. Um, they make decisions very quickly um, and, and they're highly connected because of the world they're in. Yeah, it's interesting because I know we're saying that you have to be careful not to generalise, but by the very fact that you're saying you do associate yourself with some of those traits, it it's actually makes for an interesting interesting point because, you know, by, by having this conversation, we're not trying to um, pigeonhole people. It, we, we're very much aware that it is a generalisation, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? It is. And it's an interesting science because if you read um, some commentators, they believe that these things are cyclical. So there might be four or five generations and then the, the, the attributes start repeating themselves um, as opposed to a, a different one where, where it evolves. Mm. And the other way of looking at it is, is that you evolve as you age. So although I'm Generation X, in 10 years' time I may be displaying the mm. attributes of a of a baby boomer yeah. um, it's a difficult difficult it's interesting interesting subject yeah so going back to the um, the benefits of um, the uh, generationally diverse workforce um, one huge benefit will be a ready-made succession plan um, so whereby a business has already identified that they maybe have a skills gap um, by having a diverse workforce they can eliminate that by bringing people, um, buddying people alongside their, their natural leaders. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because the ageing workforce is an issue where you have an over-predominance of people of a certain age, absolutely. So by considering the, the, tra the traits that um, a diverse workforce demonstrate, um, we can sort of look at how generations can be pitched to work together and challenge one another. An obvious example is operating a buddy system, um, whereby a more senior member of staff, maybe more experienced, um, is able to mentor and coach a more younger member of the team, often more junior in, in their experience. Yeah, and the, and the flip, flip side works as well. We're starting to see companies reverse buddying, where younger employees are uh, perhaps buddying with 
perhaps possibly older or more senior executives or managers within a business to share their knowledge and expertise. One example I heard of that, there was a, a lady commenting uh, on a debate and, and she'd referred to reverse mentoring the CEO of her company on how to use Snapchat so that he can better communicate with his own children, <laughs> not necessarily a work, um, a work benefit, but there are um, uh, benefits to be had socially. A, a, diverse, a diverse workforce um, is an interesting workforce and, and, and you know, lots of different experiences that can be shared a, a, a amongst those, those workers. The, the benefits as well as reverse mentoring, we think of the, the benefits that a younger employee might bring that could help companies evolve their strategies, make sure that they're keeping pace with change within a marketplace yeah. and in touch with their younger audience, yeah. their younger target market. Particularly you know, in, this, in this day and age where businesses are becoming more digital, I just keep thinking about social media being the, the prime example of yeah. that and, and how much that's changed and changed the way people interact with their customers, uh, potential employees, oh, um, you know, and actually selling products via yeah, directly yeah. to people via social media. I mean, that's just so different over the last 10 years or so. Yeah. And I do use some elements of social media, but the, the, the rate of change and the pace of change of all these things is incredible. I think you're always going to have improved um, competencies as generations look after each other and train and, and mentor each other on, on how things are evolving. Obviously, that does rely on there being a buy-in from these employees. Obviously, I'm, I'm you know, thinking that the, it could quite easily fall into a bit of a divide situation in some organisations. So what can employers do to ensure that they unite and, and harmonise a diverse workforce? Yeah. It, it, it can be a challenge because I think if, if you just look at the perceived traits there could be a resentment there um, like there's this perception that uh, the millennials or the generation y are um, snowflakes or entitled yeah. i don't necessarily subscribe to those views but if you just look at those attributes it could uh, foster resentment um, very easily within a workplace i think you need to have a participative leader i think they need to be able to recognize people as individuals Obviously, the traits are there, the stereotypes are there, but it's important for us not to forget that these people are, they are people, they're individuals. They might book the trend. They might need to be sort of trained, mentored, encouraged in a different manner. Yeah. And companies should have um, open forums, open a dialogue with their workforce. So whether that be uh, focus groups, workshops, anonymous suggestion schemes, uh, surveys, um, they need to make sure that their um, employees, their workforce feels as if they have a, a, a voice, as well as, as Paula says, a, a balanced manager who knows how to get the best out of people as individuals. Yeah, and is it one, one size fits all with management? I mean, do different generations adapt or respond differently to different management styles, different communication styles, different, you know, how, in how, how companies approach this? Yeah, I think in terms of... Um, Certainly with management styles, you know, you do need to be flexible with your approach. You know, we've talked about millennials and, and generation X and Y, you know, maybe needing slightly more participation, more, less of the firm hand, if you like. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of that, that still has its place in a business. Yeah, but, but managers need to get to know their workers individually. Yeah. I think that's the absolute key. We can make some broad assumptions from the generational traits yeah. um, but a key really is to listen to your workforce. Um, I read an interesting article um, published by I think it was the Hay Group that did a survey, a quite an extensive survey of what 
employees wanted from leaders across the different generations. Um, and that showed broadly no difference regardless of what age. So what you expected of a leader was pretty much the same yeah. regardless of, of your age. Um, but it's important that managers adapt to, to the individuals. And also, you know, in terms of maybe taking people outside of the workplace, you know, things like team building, exercises which can bring individuals together, um, I think are really important too. So what do we think is key um, to creating an engaged and productive workforce where multiple generations are present? Um, I think studies suggest that, that the workforce, uh, the younger workforce, are, are perhaps coming more project-led um, and by that maybe sh more short-term. Um, the forever job is starting to become less of a, a trait that we see and a trend that we see across um, certainly what, what we do. Um, but, you know, with regards to... Um, sort of the, the, the on a CV you know longevity of service whether employers need to start looking at that and and maybe sort of relaxing their opinion on that yeah because as we said before jo a job hoppy CV which is something we've always talked about as recruiters would always be perceived to be a negative thing mm -hmm. I think we need to ensure that we're flipping that around and thinking actually what are the benefits benefits of that because you could be missing out on someone that's got a real broad range of skills experiences that can can en enhance your business I think there's something to be said that, that you know, the way the trends are going, that, that people will become more like contract workers as opposed to sort of permanent employees that are going to give 10, 15 years service. Yeah. It's more, you know, looking at, at maybe a year to 18 months in any one position. It's mirrored by the rise of the gig economy. Yeah, of course. You know, pe people working on their terms, yeah. dip it, dipping in and out. Yeah. and doing bits of work for someone, bits of work for someone else. Yeah, and uh, businesses are just buying in the skills they need at the time they need uh, them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, that, that might not be necessarily just um, in, in other employments. People might not just con you know work on a project uh, and, and then move on to another business. They may then sort of need to be be sort of harness, you know in harnessed in terms of moving on to uh, another project within that organization yeah. mm. so more sort of fluidity between whereas you'd go into a business you'd have a defined job role actually having a bit more of a diverse uh, yeah role. A, looser, a looser remit a sort yeah. of rolling remit where things things evolve um, and i think that probably plays mm. to the strengths of some of the younger generations mm. nowadays yeah and and might then sort of lead in to the changing landscape of, of workforce, like you've said with the gig economy, yeah. if, if that continues to rise the way it has done, that could be something that we'd expect to see, which would suit the traits of what we've discussed could potentially be the, the, the emerging workforce and the younger workforce versus a baby boomer. Yeah, absolutely.